Hey there, and welcome to the Rock Reavers podcast. Here we are all about believing and proclaiming the word. We're totally given to true worship and obedient in taking the gospel to the nations through missions. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll be blessed by this message. I'm in First Samuel. I'm in First Samuel. Pastor Liz, good to see you. I came with my weapons of war. Amen. Me talk to a rivers our Janizoya Sahana son. They're checking me out. They're like, Do we really belong to this lineage? We are a lineage of warriors. Yes, hmm. First Samuel chapter 16. Let me see where we go from. Hmm. Let's start from 13. I want to deal with the horn of oil that came on this young man. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. And anointed him in the midst of his brethren. Ah. This is a man that had been in the wilderness. But now he's being anointed in the midst of his brethren. When God gets ready to announce you, you cannot be hidden any longer. And then he says over there, he goes on and says, And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. This means that if you are diligent in the things of God, the spirit will never leave you. But the next part shows us that it is possible for the spirit to leave you. The Bible says, in the same way that spirit came upon him, so Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. But, verse 14, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. May that spirit never depart from us. And an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp, skillful. Give us NKJV. Yes, is that what is up there? Yes, a skillful player on the harp. What do And it shall be that he will with his when the distressing is and you shall be continue so Saul said to his servants provide me now a man not an angel the king is not looking for an angel provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me next verse then one of the servants answered and said look I have seen a son the disposition is not I've seen a guy it's not I've seen a gifted man. No, I've seen a son. Somebody shout a son. I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite who is skillful in playing. Six qualities of sons of God. Number one, skillful in playing. Number two, a man of... Uh -huh. Number three, a mighty man of... Number four, prudent in speech. Number five, handsome. Glory be to God. Aposasa. And some. Yes. I've heard people say, thank God. When we are anointed, we are not ugly. <laughs> I'll correct that theology in a minute. And the Lord is with him. Glory be to God. I want you to just flip with me to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. Since Stan's pulpit is very big, let me use memory. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11, please. I want you to see this very important scripture. Stan, I thought Lewis buy computers with processors. <laughs> For those for both he who sanctified and those who are being are all of one. For he is not ashamed to call them what? Brethren. To call them brethren. Now go to verse 10. And we go till verse 11. What is he doing? For it was for whom? Uh-huh. In doing what? In bringing many. 
gone out of chapter 3. Have you ever read this many scriptures? Go to verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers. Yes. Hey. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for your word. Let it change us today. Let it rejuvenate us. Let it rebuke us. Let it show us. Let it take us to where you need us to be. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please have your blessed seats. That we may be partakers. Now I know it's hot in here, but hell is hotter. So pay attention. Pay attention. Now, now that you're married, stand. Let's discuss some marriage matters. There are things we could not talk to you about before. Have you ever talked to your wife <laughs> and, and when you're talking to her, she's on her phone? Not yet. You know, when you're talking to your beloved, and I've used the particular example of a wife, and they are paying attention to something else, it can be very hurtful. So I ask you, postpone your Instagram crave until God is done talking to you. Because God wants to say something to you. But some of you want to be on Facebook while he's talking. Tell your neighbor, pay attention. This is important stuff. Amen. That's simply my way of saying, let's give God his attention when we are in the kingdom, when we are in his house. Let him get the glory that is due to his name. So be, 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 be very diligent in showing him he has your full attention. One of Satan's greatest tricks is distracting us. And sometimes even when you're in prayer, you start remembering everything. You know, you go, Father, Lord Jesus, Father, I thank you, guy. Did I switch off the gas? Did I switch off the gas? And you know, after you've entered, going out again becomes very hard. So you, you have to pray against anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God in your life. And it's important to enter this place. Now, I don't know how far I'll get with this, but I'll, I'll skip here and there. Listen. From the beginning until now, and what you're doing here in Ruaka is that God is in the business of begetting sons. The primary element of everything God has been doing from Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 all the way to Revelations is that he is begetting sons. And in that begetting sons, there are three elements. God is begetting sons. God is training sons. And God is going to lift those sons to glory. Listen to me. God is begetting sons, not children. Behold, I saw Jesse, the Bethlehemite. I saw David, the Bethlehemite, our son. The disposition is sonship. Don't be fooled by Satan. Satan hates anybody who receives a revelation of sonship. Because when, he, when you receive that revelation, and because people have used that message to misconstrue things, it has become a feared message. Just like prosperity. Prosperity is in the Bible. But because men have used it for their own gain, people have decided not to use, not to teach about how God prospers his people. It is biblical. It is biblical. Because if you look at the Bible, poor men saved cities. Nobody remembered them. God wants you to be remembered. Just God wants to look at scripture. Scripture is all about lifting you. He says you can't hide light under a bushel. What good is light that is hidden somewhere? Give me your phone, somebody. Put the torch on. Flashlight, sorry. Torch. Flashlight. Thank you, Pastor Don. Ish. iPhone. These things are heavy. You see, is the light on? Can you see it? Can you all see it at the back? Is it on? Okay. Is it on? How do you know? I showed it to you. But can you see it? But it is on. You have to understand that light that is hidden is useless to God. So light must be positioned properly to become advantageous to men. And when men are hidden in their light, they cannot be advantageous to Zion. And God wants to lift people who can be, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You're playing with me. Thank you. Uh, there can be nobody who is, hey, mukona stage lakini. Hey. Your man. Eh, ni mezo ya kutembea hivi na tunamaliza. 
change your corner. You know, I was telling them in Narok, your disposition as a culture shows you what God is also anointing you for. And so when I look at the Maasai culture, it's not the culture of Maasai. It's the disposition, the gifting they got. It's the gifting of warriorship. And so we were igniting that. And so the disposition of Luz is scholarly in nature. They carry a spirit of excellence. Their disposition, naturally, not their culture, their disposition. Are we together? So when I look at this stage, This is excellence. Congratulations. Congratulations. So light must be put. Now he says you cannot hide light under a bushel. But I want you to know it takes the collaboration of God and men to lift light where it should be. So you cannot position yourself. You have to be positioned. That position comes in the place of Matthew 16, 19, where Jesus is asking the people who do men say, I am. Some say you are. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are Elias returned. But you, who do you say I am? Then he says, you are Christ, the son of God. Then he releases to him keys. He says, now to you, Peter. James was there. John was there. Bartholomew was there. They were all there. The sons of thunder were there. But he says, Peter, I'll give you the keys. So keys only will come to those that have revelation. So there has to be a collaboration between knowledge of the word of God, my assignment in life, the help of the Holy Spirit for your light to be seen. You cannot shout yourself to be seen. You can be the greatest shouter in church and you're not being seen. City on a hill cannot be hidden. There's a positioning. Well, that scripture can also say a city in a valley can be hidden. It is a city that is placed on a hill. Those scriptures go together. You can't hide light under a bushel. Rock rivers, you cannot be hidden any longer. The grace of Yahweh for the purpose of bringing sons, begetting sons, souls being saved, you are going to become a factory of sons. I'll say that until it enters your spirit. Beat, beat the heat with your amen. You shall become a factory of sonship. Me try this side. You shall become a factory of sonship. That you shall be a people. Let me tell you, Pastor Stan, hear me prophetically. The people I'm looking at right now, in the next two years, will all be co-workers. All these are co-workers. You'll be coming to this side just to do a co-workers training before you all go to the main sanctuary. And I really sense in my heart this will be the first assembly to buy land. This one. That's what I'm seeing in the spirit. So that you can be shown by God. It's not about your numbers. It's got nothing to do with numbers. It's got something to do with the fact that he grew in wisdom and favor and stature. Both with God and with men. I have seen a son in Bethlehem. A Bethlehemite. Son of Jesse. Disposition. God is begetting sons. God is training sons. And God is raising sons to glory. That has been his agenda from the beginning. That's when Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10, he says very clearly, so that you can be able, in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, you can be able to become partakers of the heavenly calling. And then by the time you get to the end of Hebrews chapter 4, he starts to encourage you to draw boldly to the throne of grace. That you might receive mercy and find grace for help in time of need. There are benefits for sonship. So now this man is called the man after God's own heart. You have to study David. These are just certain features of sonship. Certain things you should be enjoying. Certain things we should be seeing around you. The first thing I want to tell you is that you must become a people. Listen, it's a practice. You know, a church takes the nature of its pastor. So as I'm speaking to you, I can hear that Farah excellence. He stands over here and he does his nice few things. But once in a while you're allowed to come out of character. Today you can come out of character a bit. It will be okay to stand. When you hear a point that has entered your spirit, listen, the first character of sonship is that he was skillful in playing. Skillful in playing. Now, when you deal with skillfulness, there's a question that comes. This man wrote half the Psalms, not all of them, half the Psalms are written by David. 
To this day, the nation of Israel still, re, still goes back to those Psalms to be able to grow. So it puts in essence, it puts it in essence that the Spirit of God came upon him and he was writing Psalms. He was taught how to play. How is it? Are you on C major? C minor? Give me C minor. Do you know how to play C minor 7? Give me C minor 7. Now who taught David how to play a C minor 7 on a harp? He was in the wilderness. There are some things you don't learn because of the school you went to. There are things you will learn because of the excellence of the wilderness. There's a thing about isolation that will bring you into a place where God becomes your best teacher. Because a harp is a very complicated instrument. But God was teaching David. The other thing I discovered, Pastor Stan, is that the Bible says that the man went and told the king, I know a man. Wait, the man was with the sheep in the wilderness. You can be in hiding with God until your day of discovery. There will be a man that knows about you. Listen to me. Don't be discouraged that nobody has come to your address. There is a day coming and I sense in my spirit it's a very near day that you shall be discovered. May the anointing of discovery fall upon rock rivers. That men will be passing the road and perceive there is something in this place that I need in my spirit. Listen, before men can walk through your gates, you have to do what you call calling them at the gates. That's why you must drive around Ruaka. You must call them at the gates. Before they appear physically, they are worn at the gates. That's where heavenly transactions happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there's a way. Listen, posters don't bring men. Or rather, posters will bring men. But God will bring sons. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Trying to bring a lot of euphoria will bring men. But if you want sons, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. you have to war at the place where sons are worn. You have to war at the gate. And let me tell you, you will see people trooping in. In tens, twenties, hundreds, two hundred. Before you know it, you'll wonder who are these. This is why I want to tell you, Pastor Stan, I struggled for my first seven years as a minister. Please, don't repeat my mistakes. Thank you, Pastor Don. Let me not kill your battery. I'll keep it here. Thank you, son. I'll keep it here. He may want to sow a seed. This is why, this is why, please listen to me. Seven years, seven years we tried conferences, posters, everything. But there's a place you rest in God. I started studying scripture like Psalm chapter one. Blessed. In fact, in the Amplified, they said, blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied. What caliber of man is that? Fortunate, happy to be envied. Can you imagine? You walk into your house and you're fortunate. You walk into your office and you're to be envied. I studied and started asking, what manner of man is this? It's a man that has discovered how to do things God's way. Your own way will frustrate you. Listen, I'm talking to sons. Listen, daughters, in the spirit, there's no gender. So when I talk sons, I'm talking to all of us. Um, are we together? Let every sister say, I hear you. So when you enter the spiritual realm, you have to understand, there is a place you get results. And Reverend Ondachi, they come not by man's effort. For the same scripture says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So what is the DNA you're on at Rock Rivers? Is the one God promised me then. And he lifted me and said, son, now listen to me carefully. I will bring men. I will bring sons for training. For training. And we're going to deal with that in a minute. We'll bring sons for training. Beautiful people that will come for training. Wonderful government people that will come out of here. So that the effective work of God... The effective work of ministry can be done with beauty and splendor. We will go into the marketplace and we shall be happy. Fortunate. To be envied. Psalm, I mean, someone in the Amplified, I thought you would be with me. I mean, someone in the Amplified, just come, anytime you hear me throw scripture, throw it up there. It might change my whole message when I see the word of God. Because I love his word. And it says, blessed, um, Amplified. Blessed, fortunate, happy to be envied is the man who, fortunate, prosperous. Oh, this is the classic, amplified classic, no problem. Prosperous is the man who walks and lives not, continue, in the council. E processor to Tayombea. Nasikia joto, nafikiri ni joto inaingilia computer. Make a computer on ice cubes. Yeah? This week you come for a Mac. 
You cannot be doing a hair. You cannot be doing this. So let me ask you, all this time, I'm going to scriptures pole pole. But it's year one. It's actually not year one. You're in year 15. Yes. You're just in your first year in the 15th year. Because <laughs> you're continuing our work. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And on that law, he meditates day and night. This is the kind of person you're going to be as a son. Now, come with me. So the first quality is skillful in play. The second quality is that he's a man of valor. Now, Pastor Kogi is not here, but the rest of you who are the worship team members, I can tell you, and I've said this before, um, and Pastor Anne, because you're a worshiper, you know, worship teams are usually very dramatic. Artists in general, even if they are painters, creative people, because I'm one. In my younger years, I was a worship leader. Creatives are very, we are very complicated. Sindhu Reverend, hey, if there's anybody who makes a pastor pray, it's his worship team. Hey. Drama. If you talk to a painter, sometimes they are moody. So there's this moodiness, this, this uh, you know, ability to just be all over the place all the time. Then you just eject yourself. Then you say, Missy Jeski, Missy Taki. Hey. Moody. Am I talking? Yes. If they haven't come, they're coming. Because I see you have an excellent team. But they're coming. Creatives can be very funny because I'll tell you what it is. It's just us who don't understand them. You see, for them to create what they create, they have to go into certain places that most of you never reach. There are certain depths they go to that most of you will never reach because you maybe operate heavily on, you know, skill and, 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 and very factual things. But a creative has to go somewhere deep. And sometimes because of going to deep places, they become a little funny in public. Are we together? Yeah. If you find some of the best painters, hey, they're not people of crowds. They can be somewhere people are celebrating them. They want to go hide. So, with that essence then, what is valor? Valor is courage. It is very rare to find a combination of those two things together. Skill, skillful in playing, and valor. They don't usually go together. You don't find a strong backboned worshiper. You don't find a worshiper who has crammed their moodiness and said, moodiness, stay out. Are we together? You don't find, you don't, it's, it's usually rare to find an artist who can be very astute. So when you hear the Bible saying, skillful in playing, has, has got all these artistic elements, and then man of valor, it, it doesn't go together. So David was able, and it is my prayer for you today because it's a quality of sons. It is a quality of sons to say, I am not going to be depressed this Sunday morning. You decide to have your own drama feast with yourself as the main speaker. Hallelujah. You go hide and say, there are three speakers in this conference. Four. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then you are there in the corner and me. And then you have a conference with you. And you become the first speaker. And you say, from today, I refuse to be moody. And I choose to control my temperaments. I choose to love people. I'm talking to introverts. Listen to me. Your character is the character of Christ. Not what you were born with. Hallelujah. Yes, even some of us are introverts, but you've never known. We are introverted, but we've had to talk to that man and say, listen to me. You're not going to become isolated. You're supposed to be in fellowship. No, you are a child of God. You are a son. And because God needs a harvest, you need to stop hiding in yourself and realize the gift you were given was not for you. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 2. Have you not heard of the dispensation of the grace of God that was given to me for you? Please talk to your neighbor. Tell them what you have is not yours. Oh, it's actually for me. So please come out of your cocoon. Come out of hiding. Go find out how people have a chat for 30 minutes. Then you can go replenish yourself. <laughs> because you must speak to me. Oh, glory be to God. You must speak to me. You must come out and sing. You must write the Psalms for generations ahead. 
That's how David was dealing with himself. He would go in and say in Psalms, how, oh, how, why so downcast on my soul? Why? There's this place you reach. I stand. By the time we arrived yesterday, I was tired. I've been preaching the whole week. And week, week in after that, the demand is growing. So what do I do? Now that God has lifted me, I complain. Do you know there are things God will only give you when you are ready? When you are ready to say, show me father. Where else do you need to send me? God needs your reliability. You can't be preaching one message and take four days off. What use are you going to be of the kingdom? Am I talking to somebody? Ah, Pastor Stan, this will not be the church of Monday off. No, we have, the, the, listen, the days are evil. The laborers are few. The harvest is plenty. We were all stuck on Mombasa Road. And God said, go and duplicate this thing. During COVID time. It didn't make sense. Open rivers, open, open that. He's telling us now, open Garden City. Open, open uh, Karen. Why? The days are evil. And God needs sons. Glory be to God. So you will not sit on your gift any longer. I pronounce in the name of Jesus, you will be courageous. You must be courageous. That's what valor is. Valor is having a conference with yourself. And stop sitting there watching Instagram for three hours. Because let me tell you something. Studies have shown that the more you consume that blue light, there's an element in your brain that starts to move into depression. This is why in China they have banned play, uh, Playstations and other things for their children. You cannot play for more than an hour a week. It's now becoming a law. Why is it that the makers of the games, Steve Jobs did not allow his children to touch an iPhone? You, your child is there from morning to evening. They're even drooling. They don't know. Listen, stop them by courage and tell them your destiny is greater than staring at a blue light for eight hours a day. Am I talking to somebody? We must become responsible. You cannot delegate parenting to iPad. I don't know if I'm in the right church, Pastor Stan. You might lose a few members, but it's okay. God needs to bring you sons. You cannot delegate destiny of your children to some Google app. To Alexa. Alexa, calm my child down. What would you like me to do? Play for them. Uh, what's that thing? Baby shark for four years. Even when they come, they're looking like baby shark. No, listen. You cannot delegate the destiny of parenting to a computer. We must become men of valor. I must deposit something in my son. Hey, if God is begetting sons, then as fathers, we refuse to delegate. As mothers, we refuse to delegate. Glory be to God. Amen. Men of valor. Skillful in playing. We go learn, Pastor Doc. You teach us how to be parents. Proper parents. We come for parenting classes. Yes. Just because you are not father does not mean you don't have the grace to be a father. Stop using your wounds as an excuse not to do what you must do for the next generation. Ay, 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 ay. Let them have a better life than you had. That is how grace lands on our children. Are you learning something? Skillful in playing. Number three. Was a man of war. Mighty man of war. Now what I loved about it is that David was jealous about the things of God. Did you know that David's father was actually quite wealthy? The man was a man of means. First he had all those sheep. And all those animals out there. And secondly he had sons in the army. The greatest prestige you could have as a father in, the, in those days was to have your sons in the military. Secondly, they were known because the man said, I know a man, a son of a Bethlehemite by the name of Jesse. He was known in the quarters of the king's palace. And so his sons were known in there. Are we together? They were known. So if David could do anything while he was in the wilderness, nobody's watching. A bear, a, a, a bear comes, takes a lamb, Let's assess this in our day. Daddy has tombs. Dad has money. Dad has finances. Dad has means. One lamb. Surely, if I die, my father will be upset. But if the lamb goes, I can go home and say, Hey, daddy, <laughs> there was a bear that came today. It took one lamb, but at least I took every other thing, and I'm okay. And the father will say, That was wise. Not David. Not David. A lion comes. 
I could go home and say, ah, father, it was a lion. Oh God, it was a lion. It was Simba. It was, uh, actually, it was Mufasa. <laughs> hey, hey, father, <laughs> that is the time to be like, Murife, run, Murife, run. <laughs> Murife, run. Not David. David made up his mind. Not one lamb. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a place you reach, you're so passionate that you decide not one member of the church shall go. Not one of my children shall go. None shall disappear. Not one. May God give you a warrior spirit to be able to determine in your house not one son shall be lost. Pastor Stan, not one member shall be lost. Not one. You can have 10,000 members, but the passion for one is what we saw in Christ. Yes. Look at the man of war. Hey, what's that song, son? Do you know how to play it? Mighty man of war. Sorry, I know your pastor doesn't sing while he's preaching. Me, I sing while I'm preaching. Lion of Judah, we bow down and worship you. Hey. Yahweh. Yahweh. Do this for us. Come and do what only you can do. Can I hear you sing with me? Mighty man of war. Lion of Judah, we bow down and worship you, Yahweh. Let me hear you sing, Yahweh. Then make a plea to him in worship. Come and do what only you. You see, when you talk to Jesus as a mighty man of war, how do I know he was a mighty man of war? He was before Pontius Pilate. Yes, and Pilate decides to lecture him and says what we shall do and what we shall do. Pilate says, listen, you're only doing what you can do because I'm permitting it. No man, no man, no man can take authority from me. No man. I could call on the armies of heaven, but I restrain myself. Why? Why? For the joy that was set before him. The man of war endured. Listen, Golgotha was not simple. Calvary was not simple. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They lashed his back with bones and with sharp objects and they, his back was bare. And he's going up as a mighty, he's looking at Golgotha, but he's not seeing himself. He's seeing for the joy that was set before him. What joy? Sons. Sons. He's seeing sons. Because of sons and because of the glory of begetting sons, I will endure the cross. Mighty man of war. May that be your story. Ah, pastor, I was fired. Move on. Mighty man of war. Pastor, they're, they're, they're talking about me. Move on. That's why we talk about you in church. We are training you for what they'll do out there. <laughs> Mighty man of war, arise and shine. For your light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Look at two neighbors and tell them, arise and shine. You're a mighty man of war. I declare upon you that depression will not kill you. That story will not kill you. Let them write it. Let them print it. Yes, I know you lost your business, but you're a mighty man of war. I know you lost those some things, but you're a mighty man of war. For the joy that our big brother had set before him, even you I declare, for the joy set before you, you shall endure this thing. You shall not die because of this thing. No loss in your life shall cause you death. I declare in the name of Jesus, you are rising. You're going to a new level. You're going to a new place. Tap three people and say, arise and shine. <laughs> Something fresh is coming to your house. Go back to your marriage and declare this marriage shall not die. Some small arguments are not going to cause us to separate. Mighty man of war. Go back to yourself and have a conference and say, I know the man left me, but I'm not going to die because of this thing. I arise and shine. Why? I'm a man of war. The entrance of your word giveth light. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to eat this word until the light comes. Did you not read in your word that it was the word that tested Joseph? Yes. How? Have you ever had a Baptist preach like this? I grew up as a Baptist. Yes. But something entered me. I remember Reverend Ondachi. 
They used to look at him funny because he was the first Baptist I knew that used to speak in tongues. I was a young man. He used to hold a meeting in the underground rooms and they were saying, listen, this church needs the fire of God. Yes, we have events. Yes, we have this, but we need the fire of God. So I used to pass there. I hear people saying, Lakosha talada bako. Marede bakosha tata. I say, what's going on? Then they come out. I say, you people are a little, you're a little weird. I don't want to be next to you. What I did not know, they were fighting battles for people like us so that the fire can burn. So that today I can tell you, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. I declare you're coming out of this thing stronger. I declare you're coming out stronger. I said you're coming out stronger in the name of Stan. The ministry shall grow. You know, listen, Jesus was a man of war because in one day, he lost a 5,000 seater church. Listen, we don't preach for members. We trust God for sons. 5,000, and by the way, in the Bible, they never used to count women and children. So if they say 5,000 people left, it was probably 15,000 because women and children are always more than men. Like departure. Hey, why? He spoke truth. We can't talk to you about milk all the time. There's a place you have to eat some meat. So he decided to give them literal meat. He said, you have walked with me. Now I'm going to give you my body. You must eat my body. Aye! And you must drink my blood. They said, vampire. Vampire doctrine. Vampire doctrine has come. And they walked away from him. But he looked and said, listen, it doesn't matter. He looked at the remaining 12. Now, let's, let's, let's talk logically. If I, was, if I was there, I'd say, hey, hey, hey. You 12, okay, listen, maybe I was misunderstood, but not Jesus. Man of war looked at the 12 and said, are you also going? Listen, this thing, if I have to be alone, I'll be alone. If I have to build this church alone, I'll build it alone. After all, I stand on the word that says that I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. God is bringing to Rock River sons, sons that have stamina, sons that have a backbone, sons that can come at 1 a.m. and pray. Glory be to God. That's what God is raising. And uh, in Narok, we raised sons. In, in Raqqa, we are raising sons. In Marsabit, we shall raise sons. Because by the time Potiphar, by the time Joseph was sitting at the table with Pharaoh, Potiphar and his wife were there. Same table. But they, Joseph did not say, kill these people. No. Sons are not revengeful. Sons are mature. They've reached a point. Please sit down. Let me, let me finish this thing. Let me bring this thing home. So, so qualities of sonship. He doesn't have to beg. Listen, you, the reason you're begging is because you're begging children. Sons will be there before you. <laughs> Sons will be there. Let me, let me just, in all humility, tell you, all these people who've come with me, I never asked them anything. I was ready to drive myself. For a long time, I didn't understand this thing. But when I myself took the disposition of a son, God started giving me sons. I went to Narok. I found 60 of them. I didn't tell anybody to come with me. But guess what they did? They said, there's a position we've taken. Because when you see me and my spiritual father, there's a position I've taken. It's a disposition. It's not so that I spoil this thing. Because what has happened is men have caused the sonship message to attract people to themselves. So that they look important. So that they look like people are kneeling for them. No. That's not what this is about. God is begetting sons. We are in training. You are in training for greater things. Aye, Pastor Thaddeus. You cannot force sonship. You cannot. I like what Pastor Thaddeus teaches us. He got a revelation years ago. When you go to a father, you must check what tools they have. If you open your father's toolbox and find a badizo and a hammer, you better run. What is a badizo and a hammer, reverend? It is, it, those are tools of, when you see that, you see it near bulls. They use it for castration. Kuja pakijana. But if you look at the father's tools, you see a small bandage. You see spirit. You see scissors. You see a sharp knife. You see, you see some tablets, painkillers. You're in a good place. You're in a good place. Either way, you are getting cut. I know there are many of you who've come from other churches who are wondering, is this a cult? 
What are these people talking about? What is going on here? It's sonship. Yes, sir. Let me tell you, it's a message you may never have heard before, but God is begetting sons. Amen. What he needs as a CEO in a company is not a child. is yes, a son. A trained son. What he needs as a cabinet minister is not a child. Yes, Who starts to say, eh, eh. Mulidhani sitafika. Tumefika. Tumefika. You go to shags, you're just like, eh, eh. I wanted you all to know, those of you who cursed me, I had my day, y'all. I'm here now. Break it down. Uh. Yo. No. Sonship. Kunyanyakea. Sio kufika. What's that song? Mulidhani. Aha, aha, aha. Who's laughing now? That's not why you arrive. That's why you go wrong. You're learning something. It's not a cult. It's spiritual. Sonship is spiritual. From the day I took that disposition with my spiritual father, things changed in my life. I learned. And it's not about, listen, we were in Maasai land. There was a man with, let me me continue. What's the next quality? What's the next quality? After, After man of war, I want to jump prudent in speech. I want to go to a handsome man. A handsome. Because I know what you're waiting for. When you study scripture, very, very seldom will you hear God dealing with a physical element. Everything is dealing with spiritual. The real word there, if you study it in its original context, sometimes English does a disservice to the scriptures. The real word there is a comely person. C-O-M-E-L-Y. Comely. Comely. That means he has reached a point where he has become... When he enters a room, you enjoy their company. A person of good presence. In other words, it's like they have God with them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, David was a man when he entered a place, people wanted to be with him. Yes. He had learned how to handle people. What does it mean when you're a comely person? It means you're not trying to be the attention of the party. There are some people you meet all the time. They're talking about you. They never talk about them. They're asking, so how are the children? Oh my God, your firstborn son, when I met him, what an amazing boy. He must now be 13. You're like, oh my God. You remember, that's a comely person. It's not these people you're talking. Listen, I'm training. Can I train you? It's not these people you're talking all the time. They come in. (laughs) Yes, I also. Yes, I also went on a helicopter. And I was in Busia last week while you were in Narok. I also came back by the chopper. No, a comely person does not want the attention. A comely, uh, even me. Have you ever been in a conversation? It's very irritating to be in a conversation and the person can't help but find a way to put themselves in there. You're talking about wheat, they enter. So when I was planting in my shamba, I also planted. Then you start talking about uh, forestry. They say, listen, when in 1989 in Karura Forest, (laughs) then you talk about fintech. They say, now, what I was advising Central Bank, listen, it's not about you. This conversation, a calmly person gets out of the way and lets everybody else be lively. It's a very important quality of sonship. Yes, a comely person goes to a buffet and sees that there are 17 people behind him and that there are 25 pieces of chicken. They don't put 17. Are you giving us lunch today? So a comely person looks behind and realizes I'm not the last one here. Let me even skip the chicken so that the person behind, it's a quality of sonship. Yes. You'll never find comely people jumping queues. 
God favors them. But they will not present themselves to look important. It's the favor. Don't confuse the favor of God. Please. There are people who God will lift. You cannot have stopped David from being a king. And the whole element that comes with kingship, he got it. But he was a comely man. Listen, if you study scripture, God gives grace to the humble. Yes. He resists the proud. Humble yourself before the Lord. Then he will lift you up. You start behaving as if there are no other men of God in Raqqa. Raqqa, you better believe. You've never seen anything like this before. You've never seen a church like this. We have seen churches. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Let God lift rock rivers up. Oh, listen. Pastor Julian, you are preaching good, bro. No, no, this wasn't for humbling myself. This one is for encouraging myself in the Lord. <laughs> Hi. Calmly. Calmly. They said on the earth, there was no man as meek as Moses. The meekest man on earth. That's that calmly word. Meekness. God is drawn to meekness. This is actually practically emptying yourself of you. You remove all of you. And I want to show you where God lands by the sixth quality. You remove you from the equation. You are there. People know you're there, but they also know. You know what? I just like their company because I feel important when I'm around them. You gotta be a person that makes people feel like they want to be around you. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> people here, they knock on the door. You just hear, you start hearing collusion in the house, husband and wife. Oh my God. Keep quiet. All of us keep quiet in the house. <laughs> Have you ever had those people that you don't want to hear a knock on the door and say, Ooh, ni mama njambi. You don't even have discernment to know people have children. Calmly. Some things are common sense, but not all sense is common. For instance, you call someone. They say, I'm in a meeting. Let me call you back. Okay, I was just calling to tell you that, uh, you know that time we met four weeks ago? I'm like, I just told you. I'm in a meeting. I had such an incident. Didn't we have such an incident? And I said, sorry, I'm about to go minister somewhere right now. Okay, I was just telling you that they stayed for seven minutes. I had to say, listen, please let me call. It's a lack of designing. So sons, sons, listen, it'll help even with investors to read rooms. Yes, you don't go to investors and become the manga. If you go to a CEO's office and you need something from them and they offer you tea, tell them to give you water. Even if you are hungry as, yes. Don't be like, hey, Chinese hour. Do you have a, what kind of mandaz, what kind of cakes do you have? <laughs> you're, you're making the guy have to send because some of these CEOs are very calmly. So they'll be like, okay, just um, find a way. Go buy, buy, buy something. You give people work when you're the one who needs their favor. Be wise. Sons are wise. They are calmly. They enter a room and put a knife here. Mm. They put a knife here. They say, give me water. If I give me some water, please. They put a knife there. You know, Pastor Stan, has, you know, Stan, if you see our pulpits, we have shelves. We have shelves. Over here, we have water. There's chai. There's hot water, lemon, honey. And then over here, there's just some salt in case you need to just... <laughs> Compartments. I can hear Terry say, we are coming. Pulpit, <laughs> two weeks. We shall be here. Yes. But you'll tell us your design because I know I know you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where was I? I'm almost done. We are now at four. We have finished four. We have two more. Yes, meekness. Be meek. Are you learning something, church? Meekness. Then prudent in speech. Again, I told you, God will not deal with physical things. 
The, the real word there, speech, is the same one you find in Exodus when Moses was visited by his father-in-law. He's actually prudent in matters. Yes, he's prudent in matters. So what happens is that you find yourself in a place where you are... Um, Moses was visited by his father. He said, listen, let them listen to the little matters. Then let them bring the big matters to you. Wisdom. The ability to be able to have the wisdom to understand how to deal with certain matters. David knew how to handle matters. There's a wisdom that comes upon you. And this is my prayer for you as a church. The spirit of, that came upon Daniel is coming upon all of you at Rock Rivers. Let me explain that spirit. It was not just a spirit of wisdom as people just finish. If you study, you will discover it came with a package. It was a package. A spirit of excellence. But it came with wisdom. Came with understanding. Came with knowledge. And came with skill. That's how God gives you that understanding. So when you talk about David, he was a man that had a way of handling matters that pleased God. So that you as sons can begin to partake in the things of God. Now I want to touch on my notes a little bit, just a little bit, if they can fit here. Jesus, your name. Jesus, your name. will break every stronghold. Jesus, your name. Second Timothy 2.12. I wanted to see that scripture. Second Timothy 2.12. I know it's hot, but hell is hotter. Jesus is Lord. These ACs are on. Don't worry. We are, we, I'm, when I ask questions, it's because we want to be a blessing. Okay. They're on, eh? They're on-ish. If we endure. If we what? Please, come with me, church. If we endure. Wait, 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 wait. Sela, sela, sela. If that consonant brings into play the, the place where I can say, this one is telling me my time is over. It's a consonant that says if. That means there's a possibility not to reign with him. What will it be based on? If you faint, you will not reign. If we endure, count it all joy, brethren. When we go through diverse trials and temptations, this work of pastoring, hey, we have been fought. Church, let me tell you, if you have I've done businesses and I've done church, business is easier. I'm being honest with you. Business is easier. The people business. Church is a calling. This thing you have to be called. You can't be flashed. It's not a hobby. Lovey, hi. Let me tell you. You, you come, you hear people say, Mimi, acha ni kwambie mchungaji. Mimi, venyu meubiri leo, sita we kukuaji. I'll be with you for the, until Jesus returns. Hey! You say, Father, thank you. Thank you for giving me soldiers. Two Sundays later. Eh. Pastors have to be people who know how to be left. I keep saying we're like airports. While others are arriving, others are departing. Yes, and you shouldn't catch. Yes. I have sons who left saying, that guy's a joke. Now let me tell you. There are some things that can hurt you. Eh? Until when you see those sons again, if you have not become a comely man, the ability for people to hurt you and you still love them. That's endurance. If we endure, this thing is not for the faint-hearted. Pastor Stan is here. We thank God. We're having our first anniversary. He comes over and says, Father, we are planning for 2,000 people. They have confirmed they are coming. 300 show up. And you should still smile. My God, look at all of you. <laughs> if we endure, choir practices are by endurance. Worship leaders calling people. Endurance. If we endure, Pastor Doc, if we endure, this thing is for endurance. If, when you go through diverse trials and temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith produces, this thing we have done for years is for productivity. Yes, you come as a pastor, you've preached for seven years, eight years, nine years, and then somebody comes and says, I just came to tell you, I left you seven years ago because you hurt me so much. You're like, what's your name? 
I've never known I hurt you. But that time the person says, and we were 20 of us, and we really talked badly about you. Some of us dismissed you. Some of us prayed for God to take you out of this. You say, eh. Listen, Jesus is releasing mysteries to the children of Israel. They say, and then he's delivering men from the capture of devils. He's healing men. Then they say, this one is the son of Balbelzebul. Son of the devil. Hi. You, you saw one tweet about you. You said, I'm done with ministry. One tweet. Look at what they did to Jesus. If they did that to Jesus, they are going to do it to you. Tap somebody, say, endure. Hey, if we endure, because it's in the business of raising sons, then we shall reign with him. So this thing is about reigning. And God cannot give children rulership. He can only give sons. So he has to train the sons so that, listen, they told, they told us the other day, when we were in school, we learned about nine planets. Do you remember them? Pluto. The one women are from is Venus. Venus, Mars, Neptune. Uh -huh. The one that Saturn was supposed to fall on, then he fell on Earth. Saturn, then Jupiter. <laughs> you remember them? Yeah. Then they came and said, hey, we have discovered there are galaxies that make the Milky Way one of the smallest galaxies on the earth. That there are planets beyond our wildest imagination out there. And here's the mystery that God holds the entire universe on the palm of his hand. So if he's going to give us rulership to reign with him, we shall be kings. Where shall we be ruling? I will not be surprised if every one of you will be given a planet to handle. Yes. He could give you an entire, not, not a region. No, an entire galaxy. And he will expect an account. He can't give it to a child. He is raising sons. My God. To manage the affairs of heavenly dimensions. To manage the affairs of Zion. In the rulership. If we endure. This is why I declare today you cannot faint. I declare you cannot faint in the name of Jesus. I'm almost done. You cannot faint in the name of Jesus. Listen, look at what the Bible says, son, about fainting. It says, if you faint in your day of adversity, not in your day of strength. God doesn't, listen, your day of strength, we are all okay. It's in the day of adversity, when they've taken the job, when the wife has left, when things are looking bad, when everything is black. If you faint in that day, your strength is small. Hey! Look at God. So you must become people of stamina. I keep using the example of John of Ark. I was watching that movie and there was one scene I've never forgotten where one of her generals came and he saw when she was in the middle of the field fighting, she was a very vicious lady and she's fighting and fighting and then someone aims two arrows at her because they wanted, they knew if we finish John, this war is finished. So they shot at her. The general saw, then he ran and he came and he covered her. The two spears landed on his back and shoulder. And then she turns and she sees him there. She says, what are you doing here? <laughs> I thought in my view, I'd say, I'm, I've just taken arrows for you. Bon. No, the man said, I just want to make sure you're okay. She says, I'm okay. Stop being an idiot. Go back and fight. And the man goes back and fight. Hey, Vala, men of war. I saw that. I said, that's how we should be. That we are cast down but not destroyed. You are not crushed. Persecuted. Not abandoned. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I hope somebody is getting blessed. That you will understand, stand. The only way you will see 20,000 people here because harvest is harvest. Stop calling it Bible study. Harvest is harvest. Is when you endure. And you make a decision and say 20,000 or 12. We are going. <laughs> There's a place you reach and make a resolve. Business is going bad. We are going. Let me study what I did wrong. Let me study how I failed. But we are going. Somebody say glory be to God. Prudent in matters. And finally. So it says if we endure. We shall reign together with him. That means we shall govern with him. And finally the last one. The Lord is with him. This is the one I like. Worship team, could you help me? Those of you who are here, just one or two of you would just be fine as I come to a close. The Lord is with him. 
Bible says the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David. Came mightily upon him. You see, Pastor Tadias, I came from preaching to 80,000 people in Nigeria. You say, praise the Lord. The response they're just like a wind, you just say, hey, hey, hey. okay, then you come back. Then you say, then you test it again. You say, hey, praise the Lord. Yeah, amen. Hey. Then I land in Kenya. My father says, I need you to go to Kangundo. There are 15 people. I want you to go to minister to there. Yes. You don't say, hey, father. <laughs> come on, I've entered another dime. No. That's not the language of sonship. I enter the car. I go take a shower. I say, where in Kangundo? Do they have Google Maps? Because over there, the lady starts talking. Make a left after the injunction. You'll be sent so deep, even the accent of Google Maps changes. When you're alive over there, change left. Alexa has become Wikali. That's how deep, that's how deep you've gone. You have arrived at your destination. That's a funny joke. Yeah. I've got to laugh. The Lord is with him. What's happening here is that the Lord's presence. So every pattern you see from the beginning. So what I was trying to say with that example of Nigeria and Kenya is I don't preach based on numbers. I give it my best. What you're seeing here is what I'll say to 50,000 people. Is what I'll say to 100 people. Is what I was preaching in Narok. I don't dilute a message because I believe people are smart when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. And because I'm seeing God accelerating you, I believe that there's a deposit coming today. The Lord was with him. In essence, what was upon David? Because the Bible says that Samuel arose and used the horn of oil and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Ha! Patterns. Reverend Ondachi, it's patterns that you see in the Bible when he's showing you the tabernacle, the outer courts, the inner courts, the Holy of Holies, it's patterns of God. And then he says in the Holy of Holies, that's where I'll be. That's where my presence shall be. Ooh. So, 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 that's where the cherubs are, thank you. And that's where you find his presence. In the Holy of Holies. Ah. Here comes Golgotha. Blood. Messy, 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 messy. And Jesus comes and pays a sacrifice. And the Bible says he announced it is finished. And the curtain was torn in two. What men, what used to be that men had to send one man. Now you and I have access. So the pattern has changed. The pattern is the same. But the way we access has changed. Why? Now unlike David where the horn of oil had to come upon him. Now I can tell you when you accept the son. Then his presence is with you always. The spirit of the Lord was with him. Now in our time, I want to announce he is here right now. Why does God do that? Why is he training you in the wilderness to be a skillful player, to be a man of valor, to be a man of war, to be prudent in speech, to be a comely person so that he can find, listen, the God of that universe I talked about, he looked all over the earth to find where he could come and rest. Where he could dwell and he discovered, I want to dwell in man. Of all the habitations that God could have chosen, he could have chosen Pluto. He could have chosen the most glorious galaxy. He said, this is where I want to dwell, in man. No wonder David writes in Psalm 8, and says, who is man that you are so mindful of him and the son of man? Why? Who is he? Who am I that God would say, I want to dwell? In you. So what does he come? He comes to clean us out. That's what he's doing. That training is to remove pride. That training is to remove self. Anything to do with self-righteousness. Self-whatever. He's removing it so that he can, because he cannot dwell where there's pride. If the Lord is going to be with you, it's because he has found a place that he can say, here. Here I'm comfortable. And let me assure you, where you will walk with the Lord from here today, no man can stop. No door 
can shout on you that God is opening today in the name of Jesus because when you tell him dwell here, dwell here in your presence. This is why you need to sing songs that make him because he's trying to find a way in this peculiar treasure. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. God has found a dwelling place in men. He says in Ezekiel 22, 30, I sought for a man. That's what we've come to do in your anniversary. Can God find a man in Ruaka? Can God find a man in, 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 in rock rivers? I actually ask, can God find a son here today? That some of you are about to be put in a place that you've never been to before. Not so that you can show off. So that God in heaven can be glorified. Thank you for sticking into the end. We hope you are blessed by this message. Follow us for more of these messages when new episodes drop and make sure to rate us so that more people can find out about us. Bye-bye.